What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 85 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and literal game genie, Alex Arona. I will unlock cheat code number one. Joel Minade, which will unlock playable character Joel DeWitt. Joel has entered the fight. Joel smash! Good energy. Good energy. We're going to need that for this extended episode. And now, code number two. Getty is a dork. That will unlock Eric Getty Gettinger to the squad. Good thing I packed my plus two bag of holding for all this bonus content, guys. I did not name it Henry. Who named it Henry? <laughs> that was like that was like some of the worst fake typing I've ever heard. <laughs> right? He could have just gotten a keyboard and typed into it. Instead, he just pounded it, it, on his it, desk. It, it, it looks like you were just like hitting with your fists on your desk. Boom. He's getting hyped for your smashing. You can't have a plus two bag of folding, nerd. I would replace you if I could remember the code to summon Hartley. Maybe next week. You. Now, now, can you call somebody a nerd if you're using D&D references? Well, we just no, did. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I you're only read what Getty writes there. for me. <laughs> That's not true, Getty because I've written plenty of stupid shit that you haven't even looked at. <laughs> See, we, we can, we've conditioned him too many times by changing it on the fly. Yeah, I read it first. This week, <laughs> I finally fold. We talk about Paper Mario. I hope you're happy, Getty. I am. Not really, but I am. And then we go game collecting with the news and finally figure out what ease is in the backlog blog. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games Getty won't shut the hell up about. Getty. Paper Mario. Okay. Talk about Paper Mario. I'll be back. We can. We're allowed. You wrote all the intros. <laughs> it's like a, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> you willed this into existence. We get to talk about Paper Mario and the Origami King. Finally. Shout out, shout out to Andre Cole who called this game a baby's game. So. <laughs> Damn. You're, you're welcome, Andre. Now you get to listen to it. <laughs> that's well, that's harsh. Getty beat the game, and then he gave me his copy, and then I've been closely following Joel on Twitter as he whenever he tweets out like oh this game sure is adorable I make sure I play to that point then stop and then like a week later he'd be like man this game sure is cool and I play to that point and then stop again so I'm, I'm very closely following where you're at I just beat the water temple boss so I because you just you put a video out about that and you just gotta turn to everything into a competition don't you see <laughs> you I don't want to fall behind you can't let me have one victory <laughs> Uh, man, I, I enjoy this game quite a bit and, uh, full contents. My only other paper Mario game was a thousand year door, which is like the most beloved out of all of these, which I like quite a bit, but, uh, this is breezy. It's uncomplicated. It is almost all either puzzles or sort of this like hide and go seek kind of finding hidden toads everywhere thing. And I, I'm just... And the writing, like the writing is hilarious. Like it, it's so cute and endearing. And uh, I mean, this is up there for me in terms of like one of the best games I've played this year so far. I have to agree with you, Joel. This game is just a lot of fun. And uh, of course, like there are parts in the writing where I can't help but smile and mm-hmm. uh, giggle. Uh, as you get further along, Bowser does make a couple of offhanded comments about how being a single dad is difficult. So I was like, oh man, that, that's really that's really funny. Uh, but at the same time, this game has a couple of serious notes in it. You guys, uh, you're familiar with my friend Bob? I, uh, I He is in my party right now. Okay, um, same. And, and, but uh, I haven't he's... figured out what he... Does he do anything, really? He, yeah. in, in battle, he has a one-off attack that he sometimes hits it's either it's either he does like one dam 120 damage to one enemy or he ends up like tripping over his own two feet in battle and does nothing 90 percent of cases he's tripped over his own two feet in battle for me like I, yeah I think I've he's mo- hit once he's mostly there for comic relief like it's it's just another party ad he is like the tat sith of uh this party <laughs> nice so. 
That's a good yeah. reference. But yeah, actually, uh, Daddy, I uh, I have not gotten to the moment you're talking about, but I might watch my son do it. <laughs> so so I, I'm aware of uh, what our friend Bob does, but uh, you're right. There are a few moments that I know exist that are like weirdly heavy for such a lighthearted and uh, friendly I hate to call it children's name, but like that's my eight-year-old adored this game more than I am right now. So it's like it definitely has that appeal to kids for sure. But uh, like even the ending was kind of bittersweet in a few ways that I won't really divulge. Uh, yeah. For Alex's sake, but like I, I feel like uh, when I was a kid and uh, Ocarina of Time came out, I didn't have an N64. But I spent a few days over the holidays with my uh, cousins, and they had it sitting there. And, of course, they had a save file that was all the way to the end, where you fight Ganon <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so my first exposure to playing that game was beating Ganon at the end of Ocarina of Time, before I got a chance to play all of it. Nice. And my, my, my experience with this was kind of like helping my son finish the final battle and then seeing the ending with him. <laughs> <laughs> during this game so it's like I, i'm now backing up and going through this and I, I just i could see maybe it getting old over time like the simplicity of it and there's there have been a few parts where i've sort of spammed items like the uh, fire flowers to rush through battles that felt yeah. like there were too much of a war a war of attrition you know but like most of the parts, the battles are so spaced out in between the searching for toads, in between the puzzle solving, that it really mixes it up nicely from what I'm concerned with. Now, my my experience, is my, it mirrors much of your own, but along with this, before I got my hands on, this, on the new game, I picked up Paper Mario uh, for 64, and I gotta tell you that it's... It, I can see the Paper Mario franchise, the commonalities. I can see I can see what you what what like would carry over from game to game. So, uh, for instance, the War of Attrition battles—that's what it was with the turn-based combat in the original game. The the party members don't take damage. All they do is mm-hmm. they're there to do an extra attack, but all damage is Mario-based. So therefore. It is just okay. How can I get out of this combat scenario without with taking the least amount of damage? Because save points are kind of far, few and far between. It it, mm. it actually becomes kind of yeah, a hassle, can... but it does have the great writing and the comedy and the the lightheartedness with hints of serious humor. But the combat in Paper Mario, at least the one I played, was only one, which is sixty four. It's kind of I, I dread it because I just okay. I'm going to take like five hits of uh, damage to my HP, and then I I can really realistically only go through six battles before i'm gonna be like well no i'm gonna die so it's like i gotta do avoid combat or get through six battles and then save you know if my experience has been the combat's kind of always been slight in paper mario games like it's it's always been kind of the timing stuff uh between hopping on enemies or using the hammer type things or, and things like that uh that's kind of why it seems like the response has been kind of mixed to what they've done with the battle system, which is that kind of radial. You have to line them up the right way to be able to use the either hop across one line or doing the four in a block to be able to do the hammer. Uh, but I, I kind of, I like that. Like it's a neat way to kind of mix it up from what I kind of felt like Thousand Year Door. Even the combat was a lot like what you said, Alex. It was kind of paper thin and. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it just, you know, it, it wasn't really the focus of what made the games really good to me. Uh, and, and the, the boss battles are a neat sort of additional layer of complexity to the radial stuff to where like you're having to line up this order of, okay, arrows are going to point you in certain directions and you have to point Mario to go to the right space. And you got to make sure that there is an attack icon at the front of where the boss battle is. So uh, there, there's definitely some nuance that they've layered on to what I played so far too, and even to the boss battles. Yeah, the bosses yeah, are that... also very unique in the fact that they're just desk objects. Yeah, <laughs> scissors, three-hole punch, stapler, mm-hmm. 
like something <laughs> that <pencils>. is yeah something <laughs> yeah. that's uh it's there but is it as threatening as it is in the game no mm-hmm. oh my gosh mm-hmm. they're vicious <laughs> i think the worst is and you guys still have a, a ways to go but the three hole punches i think he was my least favorite because of uh the debuff that he would stack on you you can't get punched guys I uh Don't is that punched. the part is that the part where uh like the toads had their eyes cut out or something like Yeah. That? My, oh my my gosh. son was freaked out about that. Yeah, was, <laughs> their faces were were gone. So uh, the three hole punch would just cut a hole in all of the toads faces and they'd they'd walk around like zombies. And uh, not to spoil it, but I'm spoiling it because I'm finally <laughs> getting to talk about this game, but there's a part where you have to go and collect all of these toads and bring them back to a dance floor. Man. Just, pretty pretty the, morbid Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's not even about the fights. Like the the boss battles are fun. Uh the regular combat it it does break up some of the the puzzles, but just getting to explore the environments, getting to know the characters, that's what this game was for me. Like and I I think that Joel finally got to the water element. Uh yeah. Alex probably yeah. you too. I don't know, water tends to look so bad in games, but they actually made it look so good in this game. And it's in contrast to this, like, uh, paper craft exactly. yeah. background. It's so, it's just... so ultra-realistic. <laughs> Even when you go out to sea, it's, it's just, like, paper. It's, like, waves mm-hmm. cut of paper, but this, like, when you turn into the water dragon, like, oh my god, it's it's gorgeous. Water, the power. water tech has been up has been going up i think in the last couple of years i know we never got a chance to play sea of thieves which i still say we do but the the water is top notch in sea of thieves but I, I actually i think paper mario beats it though it's it took me by surprise i thought this was just a joke by daddy but like it's no. it's legit like <laughs> impressive how much it looks like real water but yeah. uh oh wild it was wild uh, but yeah, this is this is going on my beat list. I'm I'm putting off uh, some big games to be able to get through this one just because it's it is for like how little brain power I have at the end of a workday or the weekend. It's that perfect kind of like not mindless but low effort, able to make progress by inches if you sit down for it for an hour or so. Yeah. yeah. And the environments are so much fun. Joel, you mentioned the collecting toads. Yeah. Finding them. I didn't even realize. So I had gotten to probably past, a little bit past the first area before I started, like, dorking around and realized, like, hey, wait a second. That paper frog is a yeah. toad. Yeah. <laughs> now I need to go back and try and find as many of these guys as possible. And, and by the end of the game, my uh, uh, the stands in the battle arena, they were, mm-hmm. they were looking pretty packed. And I really depended on, you know, paying those guys to help me out in the fights. You, you did so much money. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. It's pouring It's pouring through if you bother at all to search around the areas or not having to use money during the normal battles. I mean, I think I got like 23000 right now, which is like an absurd amount to have to... I mean, I haven't bought anything at shops either, but like it, it seems like a commodity that's really meant to help you push along without having to be under the threat of losing progress and yep. see i just uh, bought a bunch of shiny shoes that i stocked up yeah yeah i stocked yeah. up I, I literally got to where i didn't have any more money because i was like fuck it what am i going to use it for yeah i oh. mean it's pretty much that or the the stands of uh toads you know some of the gadgets are pretty helpful the extra yeah. health at the beginning of battle and the extra i think there's one that's extra damage for your, your mm-hmm. buddy but yeah, those are very few and far between. You don't have to upgrade them very much at all. Like two, three times. Yeah. Un- unless you're looking to collect everything. But yeah, this that money. I felt I felt like I didn't attend college and I somehow <laughs> financed my whole house and I had some left over. Yep. Uh, millennial dream. <laughs> so that's that's why uh, I play video games so I can have money and hang out with my friends. Okay. So, Persona so that, 5. So that's why I played so much Animal Crossing. Wish fulfillment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, no, Paper, Paper Mario and the Origami King is a fine game. It's a 
fantastic uh, up there. I think one of the tops for the year. The artwork, the uh, the comedy, uh, top to bottom. Fine game. No, this is this is going on the list, the short list. This is a work of art. Okay. There we go. <laughs> it's at least hitting two of our probably top ten, right? Mm-hmm. I think it'll be on mine for sure. It won't. But speaking of games that you said you could just Arona, kind of be mindless at. Arona's list is going to be one through nine uh, Necro Barista and then ten some other stupid snake game. Yeah, snake game. <laughs> Snakey bus. I have so many snake games that I have not put on you. I have so many snake games that you have no idea. I'm playing one right now. But first, but first, speaking of games you can sit down and be mindless with, Hades. Mm-hmm. Hades. Guys, I'm real good at Hades. Congratulations. I don't know if it's true. We, yeah, I'm we on have the no second way to, to last boss, and I'm on my fourth run. Hmm. Are you on hard mode? Wait, that I heard is... that there's an easy mode. Is there? Hmm. Yeah, I not... I thought that there was. I, at least I saw something that I thought said that there was a god mode, and that's supposed to be like walk in the park mode. <laughs> no, no. I mean, at least I don't have that. I mean, I'm dying, but I'm I'm feeling pretty confident in my abilities. Again, I've played it and sat. I've sat down and be like, I'm gonna play Hades, and I'll do run, run, and then I'm like, wow, I got really far. Next time, I'll get even further, and then I'm like, okay, I'm only on the fourth run. I feel really confident, but then I also worried because like I might miss out on a bunch of stuff because there's so much more story. Mm-hmm. But I'm also told that if you want the true ending, you have to beat it ten times. Why? Cool. Why? <laughs> well, okay. That's, well, like, Alex I, is only going to beat en- it once. He doesn't I'm care enjoying, about that. I'm enjoying ending. this fine, but who enjoys this ten times worth? Well, that's what I'm going to explain. Is that they've written so many pieces of dialogue that you fight the boss. And you get you get a uh, conversation. You fight the boss again. You get a different conversation. And there are people twenty, thirty runs in who have not had the same conversation. Hmm. So they have just written so much conversation for everybody. That's why they say like to get the true ending is because you're also building up. Oh, you're going on these runs. You're fighting gods, trying to break out of Hades, and it is a super giant game. So it is the combat is like Transistor or. Uh, you know, um, Bastion or anything like that. But there's also, you get an item called Nectar of the Gods, and giving that to different gods that you see back at your home base will make them be friends with you. Mm-hmm. So there's like a relationship best friend mechanic? Yeah, I, I just gave one to Achilles and to Nitz, and they each gave me some sort of, I'm not sure if it's an equip or an accessory. Something like it's that. It's an equip. But yeah. But, but then apparently, because uh, I ran into Sisyphus, and uh, if you give him uh, something, after a while, he, you can give uh, nectar to the gods uh, to his rock and become friends with his <laughs> rock, and then you get a relationship with his rock. Uh, it's bold. So that, it's, pretty, it's a pretty wild Ooh. game, and I think the combat is so fluid. Joel, you had mentioned that you love the double dash. Oh, it feels so good. I, I know you say you've been using the bow and arrow. I, I suspect that's part of why you've been able to progress so quickly. Because I, I think that allows you to pick things off with range. But I, yeah. I am in love with the sword. Like, and there's so much fluidity in being able to zip in, get a couple slashes in, zip out, and then sort of dip and dodge. And I know that's a higher risk uh, play style, but it's it is a lot more fun to me playing that way than with a bow and arrow. I it just the bow and arrow just does not jive with me. Well, I gotta say though that uh, I got the triple dot the triple dash, and I would dash myself off the map and do, <laughs> and do damage to myself. So, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. so it is a it's a double edged sword. I gotta tell you, especially in the lava part of the world. Uh, Cause that uh, just sucks. Dash 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 crap. Dash 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 crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I gotta say I've only made it to the first boss. I have not defeated her, um, mm-hmm. and I've not experienced what you had. But I did see like in the double dash that uh, I would surprisingly it would put me across gaps I didn't expect it would allow me to go across. So like yeah, it, it must be a little more harrowing if you get farther in than I am. But the uh, it is funny how the dialogue changes with the context of you losing several times to that first boss. 
<laughs> and even like there was the last time I played, uh, I showed up with about 25 health left. Mm-hmm. And she commented about how I looked in bad shape and like beaten up, <laughs> and and my character's just like, does that mean you'll go easy on me? <laughs> and it's just, it, it is funny that they, you know, they sort of. Uh, it reminds me of like Metal Gear Solid, where they read your uh, memory, memory card? card, yeah, and sort of like depending on what you had on there, uh, Psychomantis would say different stuff. You know, it's. It, it is something to be appreciated for sure like that. And no matter what, each run, I feel like I'm gaining something out of it. And, and that's one of those things that I really need to have in a roguelite to really enjoy. Um, roguelites are not my genre. I like something that's a little more curated and specifically made. Uh, and roguelites too often, I feel like, use the randomness as an excuse to elongate a game that doesn't have enough ideas to justify it. And uh, mm-hmm. this one this one feels like it's one of the most well-thought, well-put-together ones since maybe, like, Dead Cells. It just feels that cohesive and well-considered, even though it's a roguelike. Yeah, and I, as someone who just recently beat Dead Cells, I, the one thing that, that I was, Dead Cells was missing is the story. And that's where this kind of mm-hmm. picks up for me was that story element. And uh, just to go along with your comment, uh, that first boss, I beat her. And then she was the first person I gave Nectar of the Gods to. And she gave me an item that I equipped. Second time I fight her, she goes, I knew I shouldn't have given you that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like and another fun part is that the other gods from Olympus will send messages and gifts down to you. Uh, every so often and they always include this kind of fun dialogue and back and forth with them and and they're always like really helpful stuff but have you i assume you've hit the rooms where like you choose one of the god's gifts and then it angers the other god i have not had it anger another god okay okay so like uh who's the god of wine and and stuff dionysus dionysus uh so i had one run where he showed up and gave me a gift and then uh, Aphrodite in a later level gave me a gift and then you, I hit a room where both of their symbols were there I chose Aphrodite then Dionysus comes in and gave me like a pissed off dialogue and then <laughs> it was a kill room where I had to defeat waves of these enemies uh, and I finally beat it and he was like okay fair play I maybe overreacted and then he gave me his uh, power up too <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <laughs> All right. but I, I've encountered a few of those, and it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like, again, it goes back to how well considered the dialogue is, uh, how they've added interplay to all this stuff, and I'm just really impressed overall. Yeah, and again, uh, I feel like I I've only played I want to again four times, four runs, and each time I go through the four runs, I I, I am completely and utterly satisfied. With that 25 minutes I played, I will jump in, start the game up, go through a full run, and dying to one of those bosses, and then just be like, okay, that felt really good. That got me excited for more. I probably should go to bed or should do something else. It's just, that, that, it just <laughs> yeah. leaves me like, okay, I am happy going back to that. I'm excited to go back to that. How do you, um, how do you get again, excited imagine... like that and then need to go to bed? Like That's the opposite of how I feel. Like if I, I've been playing... Uh, some Darksiders 3, and when I defeat one of the Sins, I'm like all jacked up. I'm like, yeah, give me mm-hmm. another one right now. And then you're like, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> well, is that, I watch, is that real? I watch Skater XL YouTubers, and that puts me to sleep. <laughs> okay. yeah, he needs a come down. <laughs> like, if I'm jacked, like, I'm not going to sleep. Like, I'm I'm powering through. Yeah, th- th- this is one of those reasons that I'm kind of glad it's on PC. I, I have to... For me, like I, I have to make an intentional choice to sit at the desk and set aside time to play. Where Switch being my kind of everywhere handheld system, like uh, it, it would be tough for me to put it down and, and put it aside. It would just be like my okay, I'm gonna do another round right now kind of thing. Yeah. Instead, I do Rocket League. I think that's probably <laughs> why I've been able to stick with uh, Slay the Spire because I can, you know, throw it on my computer. And then casually play uh, a couple of fights, and then I can come back to it. Mm-hmm. If I had it, uh, if I if 
I played it on the Switch, I think it'd just be constant, like nonstop. Yeah. I wouldn't get yeah. anything done. Yeah. Uh, now, real quick, I did want to jump into one last thing. Uh, not the one last thing segment. Uh, Breakpoint. Damn. Breakpoint is a game I have on uh, that just came out on Switch. It came out earlier this year on Steam. Uh, I just want to say it is uh, a lot like uh, Geometry Wars or like, a, I want to say like a, not Galaga, but what am I thinking of? Where you're the triangle. There's a triangle floating through space and you shoot. What am I thinking of? Space old invaders? No. The old classic arcade where you would like spin and just like spin and loop around on the Asteroid? The map. Yeah, Asteroid. Okay. But Asteroid with better controls and instead of shooting a laser, you are using an axe that swings. And again, just like uh, Geometry Wars or like, you know, uh, Asteroids, it's getting buck wild. Screens are full of enemies and you are just swinging this axe around and attacking and killing all of these uh, space invaders coming at you. And then occasionally there's a meter building up and all of a sudden your weapon will just explode. And it will kill all of the enemies, and then you get your weapon back. I love the idea that it's a melee damage <laughs> space yeah. shooter. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, and then you get different weapons. You can get a sword, you can get double daggers, you can get a big hammer. And it's it's simple. All it is is just see how, much, see how long you can last, see how many multipliers you can get, see all the different enemies. Just go, here's your leaderboard score, get out. And... I've been playing that in very short bursts, but each time I'm just like, man, that was rad. This is the music's pretty good. I get pretty amped on it. I killed a bunch of guys. I beat my score by like a thousand, and then I'm done. So uh, breakpoint looks pretty good. Looks very simple. And again, you just swing an axe around as the little triangle from Asteroids. <laughs> now a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> now uh, Getty, you wanted to have a moment of silence for Bob. I do. Thank you. Bob um as we move to break. We'll be right back. See, I thought I thought that was a silent Bob joke. I was confused a little bit. You know what? We'll do it both ways. I look like fat Kevin Smith. Let's go. <laughs> watch the whole resident evil movie collection it's not real good but i'll make some spoopy popcorn what makes it spooky alex <laughs> uh it's black and orange i heard spoopy spoopy yeah, i did say spoopy i did say spoopy <laughs> did you yes i did uh, yeah first piece first yeah, piece of that, news th- those already movies aren't good but uh maybe no. uh, if you did uh silent hill that, that one's weirdly okay. I uh, I watched it uh, watched along with Mary Kiss. She was doing the full uh, Amazon stream alongs, and that was pretty fun. Yeah, they they did the mood right, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, they're making new Resident Evil movies based on the first two games. It's a full reboot. Uh, they're casting everybody right now. Uh, there was somebody I recognized, but I can't. One of the guys from Umbrella Academy. I assume that's Chris Redfield. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Is this live action or is it some sort of like CGI animation thing? I think it's live action. They actually released new RECGI movies, I think. I thought I saw that too. Yeah. I uh is this like a we're going to take this seriously kind of thing or is it like a Monster Hunter movie thing? I think they're taking it seriously. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and that's also news. Monster Hunter movie teaser came out. <laughs> And? Diablos looks cool as shit. Okay, you know what? I don't care about Mila Jovovich and her husband. That Diablos looks cool as shit, and Tony Jaa is cool to me. You ever seen Tony Jaa? He hits, he kicks people in the face, but with his knees. I mean, aren't we all there for the Rathlos anyway? Wouldn't yes, that be true. kneeing people in the face? <laughs> I like that you got there. You're like, wait a minute, wait a second. That was the dumbest, the second dumbest thing I've heard today. <laughs> I know. I've been talking to you for a while, Kenny. <laughs> mm. That's why it's the second well, I, dumbest. It, okay, so Resident Evil movies. I want to see a good one. 
I think that the material is there to make an interesting movie. The first uh, one don't... was all right. The only scene that was good was that laser grid mo- hallway. No, I thought that was the dumbest part. Like, everything else was kind of <laughs> like, okay, it's, it seemed about the right speed for Resident Evil. And then they were like, here's where it gets freaking crazy. The first one. The first one. Yeah, I I kind of felt that way too. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't know if it's held up. But then things just uh, escalate out of control, and cities are exploding. And the, I think we tried to watch like the third or fourth one in college. And Alex, I think we made it like thirty minutes in, and we were drinking every time somebody said this movie sucks. <laughs> yep. And then we were all too drunk to finish watching. So <laughs> we we legitimately got thirty minutes, and it just kept going. This sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's because there was that one part where it's just like a whole fence and it, there's nothing but dead Mila Jovovich's uh, because they've been testing her in a lab and creating clones of her. It's it's really it's out there. All right. You know, I still I still do just because of the the size of that collection. I think I want to watch them all and then just be like, man, that was a lot of wasted time and effort. Well, we can. I'm sure that it's easy to watch them no i have them all i I have uh, downloaded copies of them okay anyway i'm excited for the movie because i think that they should make a good one of those less excited about the monster hunter movie despite my love of monster hunter you know which movie you should be psyched about what's that borderlands (laughs) i know possible (laughs) wolfenstein collection and prey dishonored collections uh have been rated so if you would like to get all three of the Wolfenstein games in a collection, or Prey and Dishonored 1 and 2, plus DLCs in a collection. That might be a possibility. Have you guys played Dishonored? Yes, I've played, played all like of them. a couple hours of the first one. All of them. It's a fantastic game. Four. I'm sure it is. It just it wasn't my speed. It, it might have been the point in time I was trying to play it, because I was sitting on a, a bag of peas at the time and very uncomfortable. But... Uh, mm. No, I will gotta... tell you though, uh, I was very, I was kind of anti prey starting it off, and then I, by the time I got uh, pretty deep into it and I beat it last year, I, I came out very, very positive on prey. Was that last year? I thought you finished it this year. I'll have to check the beat list. I'm pretty sure you sent your copy to me, and it's sitting in my drawer somewhere. Yeah, that game's a lot of fun. But if I definitely have played uh, dishonored the expansion for the first one was it the first one i believe so and then they made expansions for both yeah well the second one it also had two characters that you could play as so and i'm a corvo kind of guy i like corvo you have the mask you have the cool corvo mask i got it on cheap best buy carrying those collector's editions and then realizing that nobody wants to shop at best buy so I ended up getting the collector's edition for $40 like two years ago. Mm. Steel case game came with a copy of the first game. And and I think it came with a copy of the bonus game for, that they made off of the first one. It was it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Gotta were tell you, I went to a Best Buy today. Yeah. Were you able to wear that? No. Like, was it? If, oh. It's it too physically small. It's too small. Though. I know. I, I went to his house. It's on display. I tried. Would it I fit tried. one of your pets? Steady. No, it's not downstairs. I had to move everything up here because uh, oh. we're getting the flooring done. So I think <laughs> it's up here somewhere. Um, I went to a Best Buy today, Joel. SNK Heroines. $15. <laughs> Is that a fighter? <laughs> yeah. It's not bad, the game where they took all the Fatal Fury characters and made them all girls, including like Terry Bogard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all of those other characters, and then turned them into girls. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, it's got a storyline. They go to a mansion, and a guy turns them into it. I don't know. I don't. I, you know what? Yeah, I was hoping for the fatal the the fatal uh, cutie hat. Uh huh. But no. Yeah. I, I last time I went to Best Buy was when I was stuck in Iowa for a whole day getting Kelly's car fixed, and they had uh, Hyrule War and Hyrule Warriors, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors for uh, like fifteen bucks. So I picked it up then. So nice. I. You can you can scalp a good deal off of their rotting corpse of a retail store every so often. For sure. Uh, now, before we get real silly, we have to get to a serious piece of news that was brought to my attention uh, and was requested to be read on air for a recording. iRacing 
uh, Pro, the circuit for esports racing leagues, where a lot of the pro racers during the COVID times have flocked to, which existed beforehand, uh, is being investigated for uh, one of the pros is being investigated for receiving a grip boost of five to ten percent. This could call into question the service and esports legitimacy, with partners like Porsche and IndyCar uh, being uh, current partners. So this is actually looking real serious. Guys shaving a couple, only a couple of seconds off of very sharp turns, but five to ten percent grip is enough cheating to get you, uh, in tr- uh, get you those five extra seconds of lead, and uh, they're investigating it now. So, so they're committing performance enhancing drift. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Damn, that's really good. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what's happening. And uh, again, a lot of the pros uh, have kind of come to this iRacing league to try to keep something going while COVID's happening. And now that they're starting to find out that there's cheating involved, uh, there's a lot more problems. And it's it's actually, it's kind of an interesting conversation because there have been people in the pro esports league Mm -hmm. who have been trying to make a living being on iRacing and on all of the legit, like the physical racers come in and be like, well, I'm going to race here now. And it's actually, there's a little bit of a, a head tussle back and forth in, uh, in between the pro ams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing yeah. Phil. I'm guessing Phil asked us to read this. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I, I'm actually. I'm glad he brought it up because now I'm really curious how this happened. Like, are, are do they have teams that are just like breaking the game somehow to where they can add the boost? Do they have a, an inside man that's like? Uh, <laughs> giving them the the uh, boost on the side for a little bit of scratch like i want to know i want to know the outcome of this Uh, i can give you the article that's currently being updated but it is uh pretty interesting to read about uh because people are comparing times and comparing game footage to see if they're if uh, how are they able to pull off these turns with seconds ahead yeah yeah so there's a lot of conversation about it right now uh, and there's a current investigation, but it, again, when it comes down to it, this, uh, you know, esports is always struggling to be legitimate, and now getting partnered with Porsche and IndyCar, it actually means something to be part of this league, and it, like pretty much, almost, not, we're less than a year into COVID time and pros getting into this and getting major sponsors, we're. And we're st- we're still getting you know you saw people get their first gamer moments on streams. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing <laughs> cheating. Like we're getting the best of the best of all sports. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd call it the best of the best. It's just really weird, if you ask me, that they would go and do this. I don't know. People. I mean, what was it that the baseball thing where people were just like reading secret signs? And it's like, well, that seems dumb. Why would they just? Read secret signs, then you could tell what other person is doing. That's blatant cheating, and then they get busted. And everyone's like, "That's weird. We all do it." It's like, <laughs> Wait, all baseball does that? Okay, okay. This is all random. Uh, also, uh, it's close ties with the Sports Car Club of America. That's also something that's mm-hmm. uh, relatively important. It's a bigger uh, organization. Big news happening in esports racing. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Now, going into super silly news, uh, MK11's new DLC characters, Melina and Rambo? This is Rambo. It's with an M or an N? It's an it's supposed M. To be M. But okay, I've never, I've never seen like, those movies. Who the hell is a Rambo? You're Rambo. Uh, this isn't the first 80s action character, right? There was Terminator, I think. Didn't yeah, he's currently in it. It's just weird. Do they have That's Robocop a weird choice. I, I don't know. If, it sounds like they're just pulling all of Ed Boon's favorite movies from the 80s into this. That, What's that's wrong my with only. That? No, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that, that seems to be the, the motivating factor here. Uh, yeah, I, I it's cool. Like I, I've actually never seen First Blood. Um, so I've never seen any of them. Yeah, so right, I haven't seen any of them. But like uh that that's an 80s movie gap of mine. I need to Those movies uh, are crazy. I'm I'm not sure I'm not even sure if I have interest in watching that. I mean, I I saw the first Predator not too long ago and I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's badass." But uh I don't know. Do I really need to see Rambo? Nah, man. The second, second one is Predator better is the is better badass. or worse depending on who you ask. Okay. All right. 
I mean, Pred- how Predator often 2, do you I'm get saying. to see Gary Busey get cut in half? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ideally, only once. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I will. I, I don't. I don't have like an affinity for movies from a certain time frame. I just think that like movies, just in general, are good classics or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I don't know. I it's it's there are some uh, there's some weird choices. MK10 had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. See so, that one seems kind of out there because like I understand the comic books are a little more gritty and serious and stuff, but yeah. most most people know the turtles from the cartoons, you know, mm-hmm. from larger pop culture. So like it's a weird thing pull from that standpoint. I mean, if you want to talk about weird uh, crossovers and ads to fighting games. Uh, Link in Soul Calibur. I think Hihachi Spawn. was. Spawn was in Soul Tower, but I think Hihachi was in one, two, or something Darth like Vader. that. Darth yep. Vader, Yoda, Star Killer. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had a bunch of Star Wars characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, sh- I should well, play the one I have. I think you can get 2B in the, the current one, right? The new one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I should look into that. I definitely and, paid for uh, the- that. And what's his name from Noctis from Final Fantasy Fifteen? In which one? The new, the new Soul Calibur. Oh shit! Mm. I should. I should. I should play Final Fantasy Fifteen first. Yeah, you should. You should play that. <laughs> Let us know how it is. <laughs> Again, uh, I, I vote that you play the first like three hours, and you're fine. You get you get enough of what you're looking for to see if you want to continue. I don't I know. Have... I heard they added a bunch of uh, different stuff towards the end, didn't they? modify chapter 12 or 13 that got real confusing they added so many dlc bonus joel there are sections of that game in final fantasy 15 where a character goes hey i gotta go do a thing and then he's gone for like three hours of the story and then comes back and goes man that sure was an adventure and then like you just continue the story without hearing that and they made (laughs) dlc chapters of it yep wow (laughs) it's not a joke it's not, no, it's not I, a joke. I, be- like, I believe you. I believe you. I, I've got such a shameful RPG backlog, <laughs> and I just keep on this adding is wild. them. I just keep on adding them over time too, and it's like, it's it's one of those just like, oh, this is a good price. I better get it because I'm gonna play it someday. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's not um, uh, Tokyo Mirage sessions waiting for me at a GameStop as we speak. Yeah, I refuse to buy that again. I've got that on Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Getty. Now, Getty, this is for you. Are we going to extra life? Are... Is that is that what we're going to do? No, I meant PlayStation trophies are getting an update. That's to to kind of hit your e-peen because you are obviously the superior trophy person. Remember we had that little competition and you just decimated everybody with your trophies? No, you guys, uh, you remember Dzak? <laughs> he had the most... Like PlayStation EP for the longest time. <laughs> yep. And then Lincoln came along. So now <laughs> is my time. This is the age of Getty. He's taking back the crown from Chris. I hope he Get- hears this and he gets like real upset and then goes on it <laughs> and, and overtakes. Dust me, off but, the old PlayStation. Yeah, but he had like the longest streak. Uh, he was like four or five levels ahead of me and leveling up your playstation like rank or level is not Mm. like the first couple levels are fine but yeah it gets progressively harder Mm. and i think i'm just about to overtake that gentleman after many years of (laughs) of trying to catch up oh man well it's gonna be it's gonna be changing it's not now to level 99 i think it's to level a thousand and they're changing uh, how much each one is worth, and then also the level progression, so it gets increasingly harder, like you said. But uh, that should be taking into effect today? I want to say it's today, mm-hmm. so I might want to look and update those PSNs so you can see all the new levels that you're at. I wish that I could, because I had to... Uh, uh, yeah, it. It, it updated today, and I'm at a stupid level now. <laughs> 342 there we go is that right this is just this is like that mmorpg uh power creep where it just becomes meaningless numbers (laughs) yeah this reminds me of uh oh god world of warcraft where it was like oh look 
you can get to level 60 and your your power or your your gear level is this and then the next expansion came out and it's like oh my god why is my stamina plus 1000 hmm. well that was the news come on news it's only like 12 hours it could be a lot worse it could be the entire fast and the furious extended cut marathon i got time if you do I'm not going to do a Lord of the Rings marathon. I don't like those movies. You're not invited to my party anyway. Yeah, you're lost, Alex. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like those movies. I'd rather watch the Fast and the Furious movies again. It's about family. (laughs) That's fine. And and space. back back with the backlog blog where we play games we thought were jrpgs but not so much i played ease origins ease origin is what i thought was a jrpg series but it's kind of a shooter action they call it an action rpg because there is a melee one versus a uh, a shootery one what was that a shootery one there's two characters. There's a, a lady with a big sword and a dude who shoots uh, magic laser beams. Whoa. Is that a euphemism? Magic laser no. beams? As opposed to... Yes, he's got a little... He's got a wand. And you can level up his wand. And you're... Is that a euphemism? Shh. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, go on. <laughs> yeah, just ignore us. And you uh, shoot your wand and shoot these lasers and you fight enemies as you're uh, ascending a tower trying to go rescue the goddesses of the land. And the more you shoot, the more you kill. And the more you kill, the more you level up. And it's got a lot of... I'm trying to think. It's got a lot of the old style way that games used to be where it used to be more obtuse. So uh, for one instance, I got an item... And it was like, oh, Mask of Truth. And I was like, okay, whatever. And just kept exploring. And then I found out there was no place to go. And I was at a dead end. And I looked it up online. And, of course, it's like, put on the Mask of Truth. And then everything goes black and white. And then it shows me hidden paths. And that was where I was supposed to go for the story. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that we don't really explain. Just kind of got to figure it out. Mess around with items and just kind of go. And that's kind of that, that's where we're at with this game. Because Ease Origin, it, it just came out on Nintendo Switch. But originally it was for i want to say either ps2 or ps3 and it just had this old time sensibility of like the the pixel art uh you know action based jrpg like a like a secret of mana so are you able to progress without much problem so far i I know that sometimes that kind of like figure out on your own kind of thing makes me struggle a bit uh, well you know i'm not, i'm you know i've made it very blatantly clear that i'm not one to stray away from the casual guide but in the case of this i uh i haven't no i I felt like i haven't hit a whole lot of walls i get is shaking his head at me and that's fine yeah i'm not a guide kind of guy i'm the kind that is gonna hit my face as hard as i can against the wall until i figure it out no i'm okay i want to i want to have fun i want to enjoy myself that makes it even more impressive that you're beating alex on the beat list oh getty no get there's no joke that getty is very good at video games (laughs) <laughs> naturally like, come on he, he he beat us at the the tournament of power during extra life last year and he had not played most of those games before genital Fair. jousting that was the only one you did not win no i won that <laughs> did you yeah okay i thought the only That's one i didn't win, win was uh i thought i got second place in mount your friends or to maybe me, i did worse for sure, Alex, you won Mount Your Friends. Yeah, you had a home field advantage. That's that's ridiculous. I got a lot of experience with Mount Your Friends. And then I want to see the one that, that edited all your faces into the game. You're welcome. Steve mm-hmm. won at, uh, was it Duck Game? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Otherwise, it was a clean sweep. So, Ease Origin, 
it again, it's, it's got that old timey. It looks like a PlayStation One, PlayStation Two game. It looks a like Star Ocean, but uh, it's very action oriented. You get a spell, you get a shield. Uh, you know, you pull, you put a force field around yourself, and you're just shooting over and over again. Force field. You get an occasional floaty jump, but it's mostly just traversing these kind of endless halls that all look alike. And I got to tell you, this is. I, it, it's funnier. I just all of a sudden got a rotation of like very mindless, relaxing kind of games. So playing Paper Mario was a lot of fun. And then occasionally I'll throw on Ease Origins and I'm just like, just shooting stuff, watching mm-hmm. some TV, shooting stuff, going down this hallway. I'll take a left. No, I'll take a left. I got, oh, now it's a boss time. I got to dodge all his attacks and shoot him when the opening is there. <laughs> okay. Ease Origin. Pretty good. The Ease, Ease series, I said last episode, is a gaping hole in what I thought was a JRPG series. And even now, I'm pretty happy to have tried something like this and felt it out. I do, Joel, recommend if you would like to possibly find one on, say, like a Game Pass. There's nothing on Game Pass yet. But if something were to come to Game Pass or you find it for a dollar on Steam, I'd recommend trying it out for like an hour and being like, okay, this is what those games are. Sure. Okay. Especially considering they made a bunch of them in this series and they're all ongoing stories that kind of continue to tell the story of this world. Because there's goddesses and all this other stuff happening. Yeah, there's like seven or eight of these now, I think. Something yeah. crazy like that. So, uh, Ease Origin, uh, it's fun, it's interesting. It does. Uh, it, it has a lot of throwback feeling to me for a generation that I did enjoy. I did enjoy the PlayStation 1 JRPG era. And uh, in this case, just not a JRPG, so it was kind of surprising. But that is Ease Origin. Joel. Yes. You also recently added a game to your beat list. I did. Well, we're going to say a technicality that I added this to my beat list. I played The Lawn Dark, which is a survival wilderness game that had released on Steam in 2017 and came out on Switch this year. And it sort of has two components, really. There's So, like, let's scale back the the premise of the gameplay entirely is that you are being plopped down into like a frozen tundra winter kind of place and you are set to survive the elements uh throughout you're sort of required to keep track of these four different meters which is like food water uh wakeness and uh temperature and so the entire time, these gauges are going down slowly as you're doing stuff and looking around. Or if the elements are really blustery and cold, your like temp might go down. If you're running fast, places like your food or energy might slow down quicker. And the whole point is to try to do what you need to to keep these meters up. But you're doing it within the context of living in this cold environment. So like, to have food, you either need to find stuff like, you know, granola bars or cereal or tin cans of tuna or something like that in empty buildings or you need to hunt animals. And by hunting animals, it means, like, finding items out in the world. So, like, if you find rocks, you can throw them at rabbits to incapacitate them and then snap their neck and flay them for resources, including rabbit meat. It's dark. Uh, I mean, this is like some hatchet shit. Like, it's just you—you you are in the wilderness trying to survive, and it's—it's it's using like the uh, bear drills kind of mindset a bit. Uh, like, there is a part where I went to some empty buildings, and one way you can get water to replenish your uh, thirst is by melting snow on a tin can by a fire. That you have to build mm. the fire too. Yeah, uh, and another way you can do it is by finding a toilet and filling your jug of water <laughs> with toilet water. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like you're you're really uh, startling out there, you know. Uh, but it it is that that's sort of the conceit of what it is, and like most of the dangers in the environment are wolves. Uh, mm-hmm. They give you a very explicit warning in the front that. Oh, wolves are not naturally creatures that attack you. We're just using it for the context of this game. <laughs> I guess they don't want to be dragged <laughs> for, you know, giving a bad impression of wolves. Uh, and there are bears, too, yeah. out there. But, like, another way I found to try to get a good amount of food resource was 
these wolves regularly take down elks and kill them and start like feasting on mm-hmm. them. And then if you like threw a rock yeah. and stared it away, you could kind of harvest it there. And uh, but so it sort of has this normal survival component where it's just like an endless run of that. Mm. And then there's also a story mode called Wintermute, and the Wintermute story is about this guy. He is sort of in this outpost in the middle of nowhere in Canada. His, I assume, a prior flame shows up and asks him to take her on a flight on his charter plane. Won't tell you what she's doing. Won't tell you what's in this briefcase she's taken with. Oh, no. You know? And what happens is you're on the flight and a sudden winter storm that you don't expect comes through. And you wake up in a plane crash. Uh, and your friend's gone. So they drop you in, and right away they tell you you have to make a fire and find a shelter, and you have to heal these wounds. And there's actually kind of like a Metal Gear Solid 3 wound system where you have to like use bandages and antiseptic and apply it to the different like injuries in order to blunt the health damage that it's causing and stuff. Uh, But they don't really give you much of an instruction at all up front like they really just throw you in there and i gotta say i I struggle with this a lot starting out uh one Mm -hmm. because like the first round i just died because i i could not figure out what i was supposed to do and they gave you a little bit of instruction to like oh there's this ledge where you can climb and i just kept on climbing and he would fall (laughs) each time oh and he makes this awful like grunt, like each time that he fell. And then the second run, I finally figured out, oh, there's a cave here. I need to start a fire here. But then I died from starvation or something because I didn't know what to do to survive that. And, and so like I had like three different times I started over from the, the beginning before I actually started making some forward momentum. But this is a game that is purely about trial and error, uh, you know, having a save point prior to what you're doing so you don't put yourself down a rabbit hole that's almost impossible to get out. And Is it one, a manual save? There are manual saves, but there's also auto saves. So, like, you okay. can you can kind of save scum it a little bit and give yourself an out if you've really trapped yourself. Um it, the, I mean, one of the things that I really got stuck on is you run into the first episode of this woman who calls herself the, uh, I was going to say Wolf Mother, but it's not, <laughs> not that. That's a band. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, the it's the band. Gray Mother or something like that. And like she's this one woman left in this town that is just blighted. There's nothing left, just empty buildings except her. And then the objective is for you to get enough wood for her and enough food for her to survive. Well, I could not for the life of me find food in this town, and the animals were too scarce and too few and far between, and I spent days just searching the wilderness everywhere, uh, to the point where like, I was finally like, I need to look this up. I, I'm in a trap. I've got nowhere else to go, and they were like, oh, well, there's this gas station along the way that has a bunch of food. And I was just like, I was there. There's no damn food. And then I thought to myself, but it was at nighttime, so I couldn't see much. And then I, <laughs> I, I slept until it was daytime. I walked over there, and lo and behold, it had a shit ton of food. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I, I, I stocked all this shit up, <laughs> finally, and walked back, and it was just like, mission complete. And I was like, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, all that said, like... It is really gratifying to make progress on this thing. And, uh, you know, I had no problem continuing on once I sort of felt like I was really doing the groove of things. And uh, once you've got the foundation of what to do, uh, you, you really feel like you can make better progress on it. And because of that, I really enjoyed it. Now, they only have three out of a five episode sort of arc that they've concocted. They've done the episode thing kind of like uh, Telltale does. But I think the remainder will be out sometime next year, and it's included mm-hmm. in the cost of the game if you would decide to get it now. Like so, 
it, it is it is there and it's going to be complete sometime. But the story it's it's interesting. It's not heavy or dense, but it was like just enough conceit to really give me the momentum to keep trying to learn stuff so I could progress the story. Well, Joel, then okay. what's in the briefcase? I haven't found out yet. Really? No. And you have to wait? Yeah, it's you know oh, you know what God. it probably is? It's probably a light bulb. No, it's the soul. It's her soul. It could be. It could be a light bulb <laughs> with her soul in it. Uh-huh. Or Curly's gold. <laughs> Curly's gold. <sighs> but you enjoyed the long dark? I did. I really did. And I'm actually I'm looking forward to when the rest of the chapters come out. But in the same tune, I, I'm I'm ready for a, a slight break. So it's probably in that way good that they're incrementally releasing the stuff. Okay. Okay, and that was The Long Dark. I definitely... I, I, I've, I've seen it around before, because it's, it, it's been out other places, right? It's out on Steam. It's been out on Steam for a few years. So I, I imagine if you don't care about what platform you're on, you could probably find that on a deal sometime, but... Okay. Is it are all the episodes out on Steam? No, I think everywhere it's only up to episode three. Okay. Okay. Alright. So along that is the long dark. And with that we're gonna move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you the listener to the weekday. For me, I am getting real spooky with Halloween playing Alien Isolation. I can only play it in very short bursts. Getty, I made it real scary and dark. I hope you're happy. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Joel? Whenever I play horror games and they give you that slider to choose the right amount of darkness so you can barely see the icon, I ratchet that shit all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do too, and then I thought, what would Getty do? And I made mine in the middle. A solid medium, <laughs> and I regret it. Uh, you, Getty? You guys are the worst. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm basically done with Darksiders 3. I have two bosses left, uh, except I had to disconnect the PlayStation because we're getting new flooring in this weekend. So I guess I will have to wait to finish that early next week, or... Yeah, or on Tuesday, because I have every Tuesday off from now until the end of the year. Oh, oh, you did that again. That's what I do, man. So, so now you're going to use your superpower to beat all the games. I mean, the extra whole day will definitely help. Nice. I'm jealous. <laughs> and uh, I still have like five more it? days after that, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we are streaming quite a bit. Uh, Hartwig was streaming some Baldur's Gate. He is playing that at early access nonstop. Alex, Alec is still going strong on some... What is it? Deep Rock Galactic. Like Deep Rock Galactic. Is that actually the name of it? Really I don't know if that's the name of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun game. Fun game. Uh, and then we still have some racing going on. I'm still trying to get Joel to stop playing Kingdom Hearts. Uh, no. I'll, I'll keep testing <laughs> Kelly. The Saturday we will continue. And eventually I gotta stream some Alien Isolation just so I feel less alone. Uh, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. Uh, and real quick, we are still we're pushing hard on Extra Life. We're almost to a thousand dollars. And considering that, and considering last year we capped out at thirteen hundred, I would like to bust through that and make it a little bit higher. Let's go for fifteen hundred. How about that, Joel? Do you think we can make fifteen hundred? Yeah, let's go for it. Awesome. I'm looking at you guys. Oh yeah, yeah I, Getty, I need you, to pick up the slack. Don't worry, Getty. You did a lot of heavy lifting already, so you can chill. And please provide a review on iTunes or the photorealistic water of your choice. It helps us get more noticed, helps get on people's radar, and possibly gets us more developers to hang out with us. Bug snacks. It, it might Thanks get us listening. bug snacks. Guys, it might, we need bug snacks. We need bug snacks. <laughs> we need bug snacks, guys. Please, help us get bug snacks. 
Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good team. GG Getty. GG. Happy bug snacks, everybody.